class, Nurse Kylie here. Today, we are going to broadly discuss anxiety disorders. Now, this topic is near and dear to me as I have been clinically diagnosed with OCD. I was diagnosed when I sought treatment for an eating disorder. My OCD was causing me to have exercise obsession and purge after binge eating. Yes, I had bulimia, but it was due to my OCD that need to control things was what was controlling me. Before we begin, let me share a funny personal story about OCD and how I didn't realize I was different until a few years ago. So, a few years ago, my now husband and I bought a house with a septic system. Having grown up in the city compared to him, I wasn't aware of some of the restrictions of septic systems. After a month or so in the house, we noticed the system getting clogged and he asked me how much toilet paper I was using. I told him not much, but when it continued, he jokingly demanded that I show him. So I did, and he was shocked. When he asked me why I used that much, I told him I didn't know, but that I count to five or seven, depending on the day, and use that much. He looked at me like I was crazy. So he clarified, you continue to roll the paper out until you reach the number five or seven. I replied, yes. He said, why do you count? I said, you don't? We then realized that my OCD brain was raging war against the septic system, and we had to switch to one-ply paper so that I didn't clog up the system. This sounds ridiculous, right? Yet, until he said something, I just thought everyone counted things. It wasn't until then, and further discussions, that I realized I think so differently than he, and most of the world, but it's okay. After years of not understanding that I think and do things differently— I finally understand and accept my differences as they make me who I am. It actually makes me a really good nurse, too. Now, I know this is a really silly example of OCD, but remember that it can have some serious consequences and detriment to everyday life as well, like my bulimia and exercise obsession. The next time that you meet or interact with someone diagnosed with an anxiety disorder, remember my situation and keep in mind that we are all unique individuals. Okay, on to today's topic of OCD and other anxiety disorders. First, let's talk about anxiety. Fidevec states anxiety is a vague feeling of dread or apprehension, and it is a response to external or internal stimuli that can have behavioral, emotional, cognitive, and physical symptoms. At some point, we've all experienced this feeling, whether we know it or not, because it is a normal feeling. Since feelings are subjective, it's hard to distinguish between your anxiety and mine. The problem occurs when the feeling doesn't subside or happens a lot for no apparent reason, causing an impairment in daily living. There are four levels of anxiety, mild, moderate, severe, and panic. Let's explore each of these levels a little further. Mild anxiety still allows clear focus as it sheepens the senses and creates a feeling of slight apprehension. The effect of mild anxiety causes problem solving and learning to be more efficient. Someone with mild anxiety may say they feel restless, have a butterfly feeling in their stomach, or difficulty sleeping. Moderate anxiety causes a narrowing of focus down to a single task. Thoughts are harder to connect and our innate actions begin to occur. Hearing your heartbeat, dry mouth, muscle tension, and talking fast are all physiological responses to moderate anxiety. 
Severe anxiety causes a complete lack of focus, causing an inability to finish tasks. Anti-anxiety behaviors often occur at this level, leading to ritualistic behaviors as a way to diminish the feeling. Those with severe anxiety are so focused on trying to rid of the feeling that they cannot do anything else. Chest pain, increased heart rate, palpitations, nausea, and severe headache can occur. The level of panic is just that. The person is panicking, and their response may be to run as their fight or flight response is kicked into high gear. They are not thinking rationally and may not be aware of their surroundings. This level of anxiety may cause suicidal thoughts. Let's focus our discussion on types of anxiety disorders. Agoraphobia, panic disorder, specific phobia, social anxiety disorder, or social phobia, generalized anxiety disorder, and OCD are a few anxiety-related disorders. Panic disorder is the most common, so we will focus on that and OCD for the remainder of the discussion. Panic disorder can occur in children and adults. There are a lot of theories as to how and why panic disorder occurs, but no one really knows the reason. Panic episodes can last 5 to 30 minutes and, according to Weidbeck, has four or more of the following symptoms. Palpitations, sweating, tremors, shortness of breath, sense of suffocation, chest pain, nausea, abdominal distress, dizziness, paresthesias, chills, or hot flashes. I can tell you from personal experience that these symptoms are awful to have all at once and can cause more panic to occur. As a nurse, it's important to recognize the level the patient is at and be able to respond or hold space for the patient until the level of anxiety decreases to a point where you can communicate with them. It's even more important that the nurse keep their own anxiety level in check so that they can respond appropriately and help de-escalate the situation. Treatment for panic disorder can be medication, cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT, deep breathing or relaxation techniques, or a combination approach. The same goes for treatment of obsessive compulsive disorder, or OCD. Obsessions are recurrent, persistent, intrusive, and unwanted thoughts, images, or impulses that cause anxiety and interfere with daily living. Compulsions are ritualistic or repetitive behaviors. Remember my toilet paper story? or mental acts that are acted out as a way to diminish the obsessions. Common compulsions include counting, checking, washing and scrubbing until skin is raw, praying or chanting, touching, rubbing or tapping, and ordering. Liking things clean and tidy is not to be mistaken for OCD, though that can be part of it. Society often jokes about OCD, thinking that it's a minor disorder, And it can be in comparison to other disorders, but oftentimes it can cause serious harm to those who suffer from it. Think about the scrubbing, for example. Constant scrubbing of the skin can cause abrasions. Those abrasions can now become infected as they are continuously scrubbed. My OCD led to an eating disorder that could have caused a lot of damage to my body, especially when I was excessively exercising with pneumonia and a fever. Listen. We know it's bad for us, but because of our anxiety level, we can't stop, not without help. Nurses can be extremely useful in helping patients with controlling their OCD. The use of therapeutic communication, 
teaching relaxation and behavioral techniques, as well as helping to establish a daily routine, can help the patient learn triggers and coping mechanisms. You never know when any of these techniques can be helpful. So if you haven't listened to the bonus episode on therapeutic communication, I recommend you take a listen. As a reminder, today's discussion was facilitated by Videbeck Psychiatric Mental Health Nursing, specifically chapters 14 and 15. As always, I do not get paid to use this text, but it's a great resource that I enjoy using as reference for all the mental health-related topics that I discuss on this podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new that you can use in your own nursing practice. I hope that this helped to broaden your understanding of our unique differences and how we all view the world just a little differently. Until next time, keep on accelerating. Thank you.